The following article appeared in the November-December 2011 issue of LP Magazine. To read this and other articles, or to find other loss prevention podcasts, go to the magazine website at www.lpportal.com. 10 Steps to Training Employees to Write Good Reports by Liz Martinez Writing reports ranks low on the scale of fun aspects of loss prevention. Most employees would rather submit to dental surgery without Novocaine than sit down and craft a good report. Yet report writing is a critical part of any loss prevention professional's job. Supervisors have an even tougher task than associates do because it's the bosses who have to review, and correct, their subordinates' reports. Supervisors are also the ones held responsible for inadequate or potentially damaging reports. So, how can supervisors avoid developing a close personal relationship with a red pen while other pressing matters threaten to create an avalanche on their desks? Here's a quick and dirty guide to instructing employees on the proper techniques of report writing. 1. Explain the purpose of a report. Loss prevention associates without security or criminal justice education or training may resent having to write reports because they don't understand their importance. Their attitude may be, I caught the guy, why are you bothering me with this paperwork? Take a few minutes to explain that a report creates a legal record of an incident. Fern Abbott, a career investigator and LP professional, currently serves as the director of AFI Security Training Institute in Metuchen, New Jersey. She communicates to trainees that the purpose of a report is threefold. To permanently record information, to communicate information to others about what occurred, and to refresh your recollection if you're required to testify in court. 2. Consider the audience. Make sure associates understand that their reports may be reviewed by many people, from corporate management to law enforcement to attorneys, judges, and juries, each with their own agenda. Adam Parker, Director of Loss Prevention at Lamps Plus in Chatsworth, California, stresses this point. The writer needs to understand how many different audiences will view the report. It may not be just an internal audience, he cautions, so don't think it's just for your supervisor. He adds that report writers must always keep in mind the possibility of potential litigation when writing their reports. As the only New Jersey Security Officer Registration Act SORA instructor to be an invited guest lecturer on how to be an effective SORA instructor for the New Jersey State Police Private Detective Unit, Fern Abbott agrees. She suggests having associates think about not only who will read the report, but also the kinds of questions these parties may have. Following are some of those potential questions. Supervisors and management. What happened? Did we do something we shouldn't have or not do something we should have? Was this preventable? How do we make sure it doesn't happen again? Corporate attorney. Are we civilly liable? Police and prosecutors. Has a crime been committed? If so, who can be charged? Defense attorneys. How do I defend this? Insurance company. Do we have to pay out? 3. Paint a picture. The basics of a good report include the answers to the who, what, when, where, why, and how of an incident. But associates also need to know how to strike a balance between incorporating too few details, saw suspect, arrested same, and expounding on an event with a Norman Mailer-like treatise. Employees can be taught to make the reader see an incident as though it were unfolding on a movie screen, or for the younger generation, in a video game.
encourage them to incorporate the five senses, hearing, sight, touch, smell, and taste whenever possible and appropriate in order to have the reader vividly experience what occurred. 4. Keep it objective. Associates also need to realize that reports should be objective, free of opinion, rather than subjective, inserting their own opinions into the narrative. A reference to a homeless guy, for example, may mean different things to different people. Some may picture a filthy man pushing a shopping cart full of his worldly belongings, while others may imagine a disabled veteran begging for change. Specifically describing the things that led the writer to believe the man was homeless, such as wearing several layers of dirty clothing with a foul odor about his person, will paint an accurate and objective portrait of an individual without leaving readers to fill in blanks with their imaginations. Parker points out that new associates can overlook such details. As an example, writers should include comments someone makes at the scene and the way they came across verbally or non-verbally, he says. They should present a descriptive presentation of what happened. Being too dry or clinical or trying to clean up a report sacrifices accuracy. When a suspect says F you to an associate, cleaning up the language so that the report reflects the suspect saying you rascal instead makes the report a work of fiction. Associates who are so offended by four-letter words or obscene gestures that they can't bear to include them in their reports should perhaps rethink their career choice. 5. Include feeling. The best report writers understand the difference between the denotation of a word or phrase, the dictionary definition, and the connotation, the emotional meaning attached to a word or phrase, and choose the phrasing that best represents the feeling they want the reader to have. Certain words can have the same denotation, childlike and childish, both mean like a child, for example, but the connotation is different. Childlike summons an image of a playful, open person, whereas someone described as childish brings to mind a resentful, selfish individual. Likewise, referring to an individual as a bum leaves the reader with a negative impression, whereas calling the same person a constant outdoors man is neutral and does not prejudice the reader. If a homeless man rushed over to a falling ladder and broke the fall of one of your employees, which description would be preferable? The heroic actions of a constant outdoorsman residing in the parking lot prevented employee injury. Yay! Or, the employee landed on a bum who just crawled out of the dumpster. Yuck! Paying attention to the connotation of words and phrases and selecting the appropriate ones can mitigate a potentially negative situation or enhance an already positive one. 6. The Angel and the Devil The tug-of-war between desire and conscience is often represented by the image of an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other. Report writers need to realize that they also have two beings looking over their shoulders, and neither one is an angel. Picture a prosecutor hovering on one side and a defense attorney on the other, and it's clear that reports must be airtight because one of the two is going to try to pick them apart. One of the keys to crafting a pick-proof report is to close any holes that a prosecutor or defense counsel can try to widen in order to discredit the writer. The use of words such as observed, noticed, saw, and heard within a report will generate unwanted scrutiny. An associate who reports, I noticed the suspect pick up the item and place it in his pocket, is inviting a defense attorney to ask, you noticed that, 
But what else did you fail to notice? By simply stating what the suspect did, rather than including the writer in the action, the suspect picked up the item and placed it in his pocket, it becomes harder for a lawyer to wedge open a crack, allowing a client to weasel out of responsibility and easier for a prosecutor to win a case. 7. Elementary, my dear Watson. It doesn't matter how well an incident is described, if the necessary elements of a crime are not included, no one is going to be prosecuted. Walt Kodba, a 30-year veteran of law enforcement and loss prevention who was the Las Vegas, Nevada branch manager in the West Coast Business Unit for U.S. Security Associates, oversees retail loss prevention business. He emphasizes the need to include the five magic elements needed in order to make an apprehension. You must see the person enter the store, make a selection, conceal the item, walk past the point of sale, and have 100% observation. Associates must be drilled that if they lose visual contact for even a second, they cannot make an apprehension, and they certainly cannot write a false report claiming 100% observation if that's not what took place. Allowing a thief to take off with merchandise is much less expensive than defending a lawsuit for false arrest when it turns out that the bad guy had ditched the item when the associate wasn't looking. The job is always different, Kodba points out. But what doesn't change is the elements. The aisle and where they concealed an item will change, but they still have to pass all points of sale before they can be apprehended. 8. Cut and Paste Because loss prevention handles the same kinds of incidents over and over, having a good report that serves as a model for subsequent incidents of the same type can be a lifesaver. Troy Willman, a former law enforcement officer for the Ellis County, Texas Constable Office and investigator for Ellis County Office of Emergency Management, says that in his experience, the finest report would serve as a piece of history. And next time we had a similar incident, we would use that report as a template. As Willman points out, certain information stays the same, but names and descriptors are different. The best written reports are when five years later, someone else can pick up the report and picture in their head what happened. That's a good report, he emphasizes. Kodba agrees. Associates should be able to read one report and model the basics. Kodba also advocates constant correction. Associates will train with a training officer, which includes reading reports, he explains. Associates should follow the guide of previous reports, then complete their own reports and submit them for correction. The narrative will change in each report, he points out, but the descriptive elements, such as time and place of occurrence, are pretty standard. He advises that while cutting and pasting the details is quick and useful, associates should be sure to change the necessary information if they change stores. 9. Correct, correct, correct. Supervisors are always happy to be able to ditch the red pen, but showing employees where the errors are in a report is a necessary part of training them to write good reports. Learning to write a report is really a form of on-the-job training, Kodba explains. It's a hands-on type of task. Classroom training is not the whole picture. Lamps Plus's LP Director Parker points out that everyone needs to begin somewhere. They need to start with the basics, and they'll get better with practice, he says. With experience, associates can see what information is important. Willman agrees that learning what to include and what to leave out of a report takes time. Pertinent information is not always obvious to the new report writer. 
Knowing what's important comes with experience and common sense, he says. He recalls that his toughest supervisor was his best teacher. My sergeant would redmark my reports and call me in on my days off to fix them, Wilman laments. It didn't take me long to look at my sergeant's old reports and use them as a template. He made me a better report writer by writing me hard, he admits now. 10. Pay attention to the basics. LP professionals must learn that a good report has these four attributes. It is clear, concise, complete, and accurate. A report should be easy to follow, free of jargon, and follow the rules of spelling and grammar. CODEBA warns, a district attorney must be able to read the report. It must make sense and flow. It shouldn't be jumping all over the place, he says, and it should follow the rules of proper grammar. One of the biggest mistakes beginning report writers make is to discuss one topic, move on to another, then go back to the previous topic. Have associates indicate in the margins of a rough draft where each topic is being discussed. If they write suspect appearance in two different places, for example, instruct them to say everything there is to say about the suspect's appearance in only one place before moving on to the next subject. Making notes about each element will help them focus on keeping each topic together and maintain a flowing narrative. As Wilman says, say something and only say it once. Don't repeat the same thing in different words. Abbott instructs trainees to write clearly so that there's no room for misinterpretation. For example, if a report says, while on patrol, we found a black woman's purse outside the restroom, that calls into question whether the woman was African-American or the purse was black in color, she points out. Write in plain English, Abbott adds. Don't use a $4 word when a 25-cent word will do. I'm not impressed that you know big words, and if I don't know what that big word means, you've just alienated me, which is a big word for ticked me off, she says. Abbott cautions against using industry-specific jargon or code words, and don't use legal words or phrases, for example, saying assaulted instead of hit, punched, or kicked, she advises. Wilman also warns against using jargon. The abbreviation RP means reporting person, but not everyone knows what that means, he offers as an example. Don't acronym the crap out of a report. Getting associates to conform to the rules of proper spelling, punctuation, and grammar can be quite challenging, especially with younger employees who often have not received this instruction in school. Unfortunately, computer spell check and grammar check programs will not catch every error. Plus, sometimes the programs make incorrect suggestions. The user has to be smarter than the machine, but getting employees up to speed is something only they can do for themselves. Encourage associates who are lacking in these areas to take an English course or engage in self-study on the internet. Point out to carry the entire financial burden. Or, if you can arrange for them to be given paid training hours for the time they spend improving their skills on an interactive website, both you and the associate will reap the rewards. About the author Liz Martinez is a retail security analyst and a former New York State investigator. She teaches criminal justice and security management college courses, including report writing, at ITT Technical Institute and Kaplan College in Las Vegas. She's the author of the book, the Retail Manager's Guide to Crime and Loss Prevention, Protecting Your Business from Theft, Fraud, and Violence, Loose Leaf Law 2004, as well as the Amateur Sleuth adult-themed mystery ebook Sticks and Stones, Oak Tree Press 2011. 
For more information about Martinez and her publications, visit her website at www.lizmartinez.com. To read this and other articles, or to find other loss prevention podcasts, go to the magazine website at www.lpportal.com.